Welcome in to the Dynasty Zone podcast. My name is Steve. I'm hosting along with my friend Justin here. Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. Just uh, getting ready for another solid weekend. What yeah, you know, we're we're coming up on draft time here. We're getting into a hot spot in fantasy football. Yeah, for sure. I don't know how, how, what other people's drafts are, but I know that we have one coming up in our league um, mm-hmm. shortly after the draft. So it'll be exciting. We'll see what's going on here. Yeah. So this is my first year doing Dynasty. You've done it before, but I'm just get as much attention as I like to spend on stuff. I think that Dynasty is the way to go, way of the future for most of us. Yeah, I think Dynasty is pretty fun. I think it allows you to look at things holistically. It kind of gives you a sense of what it's like to be a GM, albeit no marginal results. Your job, your livelihood doesn't depend on it, but I think it's fun to evaluate and make boards and all that other stuff. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of stuff that goes into it, and you're able to make trades and do moves here as we're in March and April. I think that's kind of adds another layer of things where some people don't really pay attention for eight months out of the year. Yeah, for sure. So, anyhow, what are you looking at the today's show for you? Um, my show that today we're going to go over our top twelve quarterbacks heading into the draft this week. And then on top of that, we're going to play a little bit of this or that, or would you rather, I mean. And then I have a little game for Steve that he didn't know about until the end, and it's called <laughs> Who Am I? So All right. we're going to lead off the show today, start with our 12 quarterbacks before the draft. So just for a little precursor, this does not include rookie quarterbacks coming into the NFL. This is the current state of quarterbacks we have going. So Steve, why don't you, uh, do you want to lead us off? I'm going to start with the, my inaugural list, and we can kind of compare and debate. Well, I mean, I th- I think we're all we're both going to be in agreement here. I think Patrick Mahomes is probably number one on everybody's board, and it'd be pretty hard to argue against that if yeah, you're picking in a dynasty startup. I think it's a pretty safe bet with Mahomes there. My only fear there is is, is, is how is he going to do without his main guy there, Tyreek, should anything happen there. Yeah, and they, I think they've got a lot of speed. That's what they like. I th- we kind of are in agreement that they're going to address wide receiver at some point in the draft, just in case. I don't know if they know a whole lot more what's going on than anybody else right now. Yeah. I would also say they're looking at things in your league. If you have an owner out there who has Sammy Watkins, now might be the time to, you know, see how he's feeling about Watkins just because the status of Tyreek is out there. And also if you're a contender, why not check in on the status of your uh, Tyreek Hill owner as well. Gauge the field because I'll tell you, this is the most exciting. NFL and they're going to pass that ball. Mm-hmm. They're passing, running, of course. They're going to do everything. They did it all last year. Yeah. Who yeah, you got? I mean, who do you got filling in at number two? Number two, I'm going Andrew Luck. I think that is a, an offense on the rise. I think they're going to try to add another pass catcher somewhere. It's an offense that can give you a couple decent looks if, with two tight ends and also with the three wide receiver set. Uh, I'm still not sold on their who their running back is going to be yet, but I think there's going to be production from there either way you look at it. Yeah, I'm actually, I actually am in disagreement with you here. I think one thing we're going to be consistent on is our top quarterback. I think we're going to marry it throughout the board. Uh, my second best quarterback I have, Deshaun Watson. You factor in the age and the lack of the history of the shoulder injury. I do worry about Luck's longevity. Remember, Peyton Manning had the neck surgery. Luck's surgery was pretty hectic, and yeah, he came back and had a solid 2019. Um, 
I still wasn't seeing the zip that I'd like to see from a guy I'm drafting second overall on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, still really good, had a great year, but um, I also wonder how much of that was scheme versus talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I see your point there. I think he got stronger as the year went on. Yeah, my second quarterback on the board, I actually had Deshaun Watson. Um, mm-hmm. You can make the argument there is, is it him or is it his talent around him? Um, I can tell you that I, I I don't think he had a year that we all thought he would, but I'll tell you that heading into the offseason, if they, they they didn't make the moves I would have liked him to see, but I do think the future looks great if they can get an offensive line around him and give him a run game. Mm-hmm. Because right now um, he's got Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins to throw the ball to, but those are very deep vertical threats. Um, he doesn't really have a strong player to give that he can rely on over the middle and a tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has no run game to lean on. So everything that you've seen is, I think, his floor. I mm-hmm. think he can only get better if you give him an even better supporting cast around an offensive line and a run game. Yeah, I think I think their needs uh, to address in the draft that I've seen are tackles and tight end. I think those are a couple big things that they could really use. In, they could also that would really a, help Watson out. They could also use a great player like a Bryce Love. Um, spot. You know, I'm not. When you watch Lamar Miller on tape, he is literally the definition of just a running back that'll get you by. I think they can yeah. really use a difference maker, a scat back, someone in that passing game to really get the game going too. Um, yeah, they already have those what, deep threats. I think that's what they brought him in to do, and then they just he just never has been able to catch that lightning in the bottle like he did in Miami for whatever reason that is, whether that's offensive line play or offensive scheme. It just hasn't worked out for him as well as we would like as yeah. fantasy owners. I think when we go when we start getting into the draft boards, I think I have on here next week we're going to talk about our, our rookie rankings. That's one of those teams where no matter when a guy goes there, whether it's undrafted free agency or just um, uh-huh. the draft itself, if they, if there's a sixth round guy being taken there, I'm probably going to take a flyer on him with my fifth round pick or a late round pick in dynasty just because the, the production has not been there for uh-huh. so long, and they have they already have the pieces in place. And you're you're wasting away Watson's rookie contract as well. So you got to hit on these picks or make something happen. I don't know what their cap situation's like, but they haven't been as active as I'd like them to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think we're pretty close on Deshaun Watson. I have him at three. But who's your number? Th- and then you, we just flip flop Watson and Luck. It looks like. Yeah. Who do you have at number four? So when I'm ranking for dynasty quarterbacks, I'm looking a lot more towards younger guys just because I don't want to have to go through drafting another quarterback to start for a while. Uh, I'm, I got Carson Wentz. When he's been playing, he is lights out. He's good. I mean, we saw it his first year was really good, and then he got hurt. His second year I don't think was quite as dazzling as his first, but I still thought that I think he adds a lot of upside in the quarterback game. Or if I'm starting him every week, I'm not worried about him too much. Yeah, I see your point. He didn't, uh, my only concern is he went 5-6 and six this year which is very close to one of my top players on the board. They have the same record. Um, he did have pretty decent – I guess the, the thing I can't get out of my head is that game against the Saints. And there were some interesting, there were some interesting statistics I found in, in you know, evaluating that game. Um, if you make him throw over 25 times a game, he, can't, he has never won a game th- throwing the ball single-handedly. Hmm. Um, and, next, and last year, when you consider his greatest year as a starting quarterback in fantasy – he started 13 games and threw a career-high 33 touchdowns. But if mm-hmm. you spread that out over 13 games, that comes out to about two and a half, which is okay. pretty good. But um, 
I have concerns over the longevity and just come back from that ACL tear. Um, as you know, a quarterback gets all the power from that from the feet, and he all, part of his game has always been running the ball too. Um, the one thing that is interesting is he played two fewer games this year and had almost the same amount of passing yards, but he also threw the same number of picks with two less games. So that is interesting. Definitely, especially coming off his second year instead of being a rookie. I, I do agree that. Yeah. Very interesting stats you bring up with him. I didn't really think about some of that. Put me to shame already. We know who the brains in this operation is. <laughs> I don't know if there's brains. There's just different ways of looking at things. Uh, my number four, you know, age is just a number with me. Um, it's not going to be Tom Brady. Tom Brady's 40-something years old. But when you look at a guy and you're talking about, especially if you're doing a startup draft, you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers. He's only 35 years old. I think he's got at least five to six years left in him. Gives you plenty of time, especially if you're in a Debbie league, to wait out a rookie pick. If you see there's a guy out there in Debbie that you have to wait four years on, take Rodgers because Rodgers is going to give you uh, what you want. Um, the only thing you have to worry about is that diva mentality. And is he going to be? Uh, is he going to cause headaches there going forward? I'm leaning towards no because in spite of all the drama that we've been led to believe has been going on in Green Bay, the production's been there regardless. I mean, if you want to talk about a guy that's been rock solid statistically, um, you're talking about this guy. And I'll give you an example. Um, last year was last year and the year before, um, he threw 25 touchdowns in 16. Those are two of the lowest that he's had in a while. But if you look back to 2016, the last time he played um, 16 games, I guess he did play 16 this last year. That's my bad. He wasn't healthy for 16, though. Yeah, I wouldn't say. Last time I think he was truly healthy, he put up 40 touchdowns, but he threw the same amount. So he threw over 4,000. He threw over 4,400 yards in 2018. He threw over 4,400 yards in 2016, which is about baseline. He had 40 touchdowns, only seven picks. He's not turning the ball over, so he's not killing you in that department. Um, and I also would argue that he doesn't have the weapons he had in 2016 either. I think they're going to put some more pieces around him. I think he's playing with uh, Jimmy Graham, who's probably over the hill. Uh, they got rid of Jordy last year, so their best receivers were – I mean, if you look at the receivers he had last year, they were shuffling all over the place. So the future is bright on him, and I really think you can get him for cheaper than you would any other year. This is the year to buy low on him. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of offense LaFleur can put together for him and tailor it around. I think I think they'll do a good job. I think anytime you have Rodgers, you're pretty safe with what the offense is really going to do. So I, I think that's an absolutely a good pick, and I'm probably way too low on him here. Who do you have next? So I went from Rodgers, and I went to another guy that um, you pointed out to me. Uh, we know Dirk Cutter knows how to play some offense, and I like Matt Ryan in that mm-hmm. system. Matt Ryan's got the running backs. He's got the receivers. Man, there's nothing that the Falcons don't have other than the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. This year, I think you have a capability of Matt Ryan producing at a level similar to what was happening with Shanahan. Um, I think Dirk Cutter gets a lot of the blame for what happened in Tampa Bay, as he should. I don't think he's been a, a successful head coach anywhere, but the guy can coach an offense. He reminds me a lot of North Turner, especially in the current state. Um, I look for Matt Ryan to have a bad Those of you out there who know this, the trend of the one year here and the one year there, they've actually worked together before. He knows that offense. I think as long as, and here's my thing, here's my caveat to this. You look at the top five lists, all right? You look at the top five there. There's one thing about Matt Ryan that should concern you. Do you know what it is? 
Mm, I don't. Okay. The reason why I'm not concerned is because of what just happened. Normally what you worry about with quarterbacks is you look at that offensive coordinator and you say, okay, if he plays lights out and throws 50 touchdowns this year, what's to stop this offensive coordinator from leaving because I have a defensive-minded head coach? Well, Dirk Cutter has proven multiple times he's not a great head coach, so I'm not really worried about him leaving. But we'll get down to it later. That's my biggest concern with Josh Allen is um, they have a defensive-minded head coach there in Buffalo. What happens if he leaves? You don't have an offensive continuity if a guy leaves, and you know that can make or break even Rodgers above. But you know the floor's there, so that's my only concern with Ryan. But my concern is probably less than a percent because of the utter failure that was Tampa Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan's put a lot of head coaches into positions um, from being their offensive coordinator, making them look really good. Uh, so I think that's a good point that Cutter's probably not leaving again for a while, at least unless something really bad would happen. Um, yeah. Say I'm going to go youth here again. I know we disagree. We're going to argue this out a little bit later, but I like Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's the next golden boy. He was the apparent heir, and then they traded him off to get some picks. Jimmy I just, <laughs> I just think that he his position in San Francisco is solid right now. They've paid up for him. You said it is a little bit front loaded, but I go. I think he. We just need to see a year of him being healthy to match up with like all the hype and see what he really is. Maybe he is just average, but from what we've seen, I mean. I think he could be a top – I think I would rank him overall as which quarterbacks I would want to draft without throwing age out there just in this next year's production. I think he would fall between 7 and 12, but he doesn't really have a whole lot of mileage on his body. He hasn't really – we just haven't seen him. We don't know. Like, he's just well, – the reason you, it's hard. The reason <laughs> we haven't seen him, though, as you alluded to earlier, is – so you look at 2016 – Tom Brady was out the first four games. He played half the games. He played two games and he was had an injured shoulder. Um, twenty seventeen came and went. He played the last five games and he stayed healthy for five games. That's great. Mm-hmm. Twenty eighteen comes and you know we have all these high expectations for a guy that's only started seven games to this point, mind you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes out and plays three games and tears an ACL. So we're talking about three seasons where he's been called upon to start and he hasn't. And he hasn't finished on his own terms mm-hmm. two of the three times. That's yeah. a red flag to me. And then I also have the, I also have concerns, as I alluded to. He started a whole whopping ten games. For us to put him in this list, and in other words, he's on my list. He has the talent. But to put him on this list, when your starting receiver is Marquise Goodwin, um, I, I have concerns. I have him later on down the list because I have massive concerns with him. I know we traded for him in our, in our league of record, but I'm telling you, um, he he has potential, but I'm not putting him in my top five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I like the Shanahan offense. I think that's where I'm going with it is that his ceiling to me is so high. Maybe I'm overplaying it and not looking at his floor. And, the, yeah, the injury history does start kind of getting to you, and but – man, it's just like that star that you just can't quite catch. Like, the, well, what if he stays healthy? What is he really going to be like? I just don't – I think with this offense, like you talked about Goodwin, you get a couple passes to him over the top, and he just made your week with two long touchdowns. I'm yeah. more concerned about them replacing the other guys around in there. 
he's got a great young tight end in the red zone. They have a ton of running backs coming out of that backfield. You put one on each side of him. Kyle Juszczyk, he's he's a weapon for him too, even at fullback. He's got so I think Kittle. they're right. They have Kittle, and, and I would tell you that I think the best case scenario for Jimmy Garoppolo owners long term is uh-huh. this draft is loaded with talent. If you can find a way to trade down from two, let's say the Cardinals don't take Murray. Mm-hmm. If they can pull a similar deal to what they did with Chicago and convince the Raiders that they have an offer on the phone and they're going to take Murray and they get the Raiders three first-round picks, now that's mm-hmm. like, I'm talking best-case scenario. Maybe they get two of them. Maybe they get four and 27. They go out there and they get DK Metcalf, or not even Metcalf. Um, I haven't done my evaluation on receivers yet, but if they can, get him out, if they can pair him with the true number one receiver, I think there's probably one in this class, but it's not, you're, there's not always going to be. But based on what I've read, I mean, there's got to be one in this draft. They need to pair it yeah. with someone. I mean, Marquise Goodwin's. I think, I think Marquise Goodwin could be a great slot receiver. Yeah, it kind of depends on how you value your slot. I mean, I kind of like the one of the outside receivers to be a deep threat, just to pull the defense, keep the safety up over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, they they have Dante Pettis. I think they want to try to put him in the slot is how I understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they need to replace old man Rivers on the outside there. Uh, he's just a little bit too old, too slow, and not healthy enough to really be able to hold hold yeah. the spot. I think they can upgrade, and I think this draft, I think maybe if they their early second-round pick, I think maybe that's where they try to get a receiver. I think uh, Iowa State's name is escaping me right now, but I think he might be there for him. Yeah. And I, I would, I absolutely agree. I think the draft is where they need to address a wide receiver. I think that they can get a guy that can really be a difference maker and really put Jimmy G over the top. Yeah. Who do you, who do you, uh, who do you got next on your list? So this is going to sound kind of crazy, but I like Sam Darnold. I was reading today, his, his accuracy and passer rating on short throws to running backs out of the backfield was the highest of anybody in NFL last year. Pairing that with Le'Veon Bell, who can do a lot of damage doing that, also gives at least him a somewhat of a threat of a run game, which they really haven't had for this. I don't think they had it last year, and I don't think they've had really a really good running game for quite a while. Um, I think that that helps. I We've kind of discussed Robbie Anderson. I like him being able to get over the top on play action, um, really making that difference. Uh and I, I just – I think Darnold's poised to make a big jump. I think they have a lot of weapons, and they're really trying to build around him. I'd like to see him address offensive line as soon and as fast as they can. And as much as I want to see him go defense that first round, I think that their best bet might be taking the best offensive tackle around, trying to protect him and keep him upright because their offensive line is a real weakness on this team. Yeah, I'm high on him too, but um, number six has got to be Russell Wilson. Um, you talk about a guy who's in the top five every year. Without him, their team would be lost. Everyone's giving credit to Pete Carroll for making the playoffs last year. Listen, they're not going anywhere without Russell Wilson. You look at everything he's done in that he, he's a dynasty asset. I mean, I don't know where he's going right now ADP-wise, especially in the super flex, but he's got the rushing upside, and you don't have to worry about injury because he's got that baseball background. He loves to slide productions there. The only thing you worry about with Russell Wilson is the run is the run first offense, but even last year there was multiple times where he threw for three touchdowns. So 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Wilson you know, the, deserves to be in the top six. The pace he had last year for his touchdowns per throw was really insane. Like you're watching it going, okay, he's thrown 10 passes this game. He's got three touchdowns. Like, like if you could get Lamar Miller to do that with the Ravens, like we would all be kissing his feet just because like, that's amazing. So I do Lamar like Jackson. Wilson. I, yeah. Who did I say? Lamar, Lamar Wilson. You said Miller. Oh, okay. Sorry. You're, now you're it's, good. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, I just think you can kind of compare those two offenses because the Seahawks want to run the ball. They want to run it often. They really want to get back to that smash mouth style that they ended up winning with. And I think Wilson's the driver in that. And also, I don't know that they have the best receivers. I think that they could also, he could really help. They could really help him by taking a wide receiver here in this draft and upgrading there as well. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, my number seven is a homer pick here. And I know we have a friend who is a giant Baker Mayfield fan and pegging of the rookie quarterbacks, but screw him. He's not on the show. Uh, <laughs> Josh Allen is number seven for a multitude of reasons. Listen, the guy, like I said earlier, went five and seven uh, as the, or five and six as the starter. And if you look, here's the difference between the two guys, right? If you look at his supporting cast, like you can't name one one solid asset that was on that team besides maybe Robert Foster, who was an undrafted free agent that was cut in the middle of the season and then re-signed. Listen, he <laughs> attempted 320 passes, had a horrible completion percentage, led the league in drops, had threw 10 touchdowns, 12 picks, doesn't deserve to be on the list in most people's eyes. But I'll tell you, the other reason why you're going to love this guy is he scored eight times on the ground. And like did I mentioned again, he only played in 11 games. He, he went, he was our, te- he was our leading rusher. He was our leading rusher. Um, he, he, there's nowhere to go. I mean, if you're looking at this and he finished the, the last four weeks of the season, he finished as QB one. That's his floor. Imagine going forward. You give him some talent with Cole Beasley, you give him a deep threat in John Brown. They've drafted, they've signed six offensive linemen in free agency they know that it's the weakness of theirs. They're going into the draft. They're going to get him some help. There's nowhere to go but up. I mean, this is his floor, and he finished his QB1 over a period of time to end the year. And that was coming back from his injury. So <clears throat> I called a homer pick, but I'm telling you, the stats that he was putting up at the end of the year were pretty impressive. You know, I I find him intriguing, and they've signed, what, six offensive linemen this offseason already? Yes, six. It's something like they know they need to protect him because they know the offensive line was definitely – it was just a bad situation for Allen to go into last year, and he really did make the most of it. Um, I, I think what we're going to say with almost everybody on this list is this draft has so many receivers in it. If they can just get one of them and really step up to be a real true number one, I think that's going to be one of his best friends too. I mean, I think the Bills are in a position if they could trade down, take defense. I think defense this first round is just to be dominated by defense and linemen. See, I think, I think if I think he needs a tight end, mm-hmm. not even the not even think he needed a number one receiver. Yeah, but they did sign Tyler Croft. I like Croft's potential. I think he can do really well. Yeah. So I don't I don't know that I want to spend a first rounder on a tight end, but there's a couple there, but. I think they still need to trade down to even make that move. I don't think you take a tight end in the top 10. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I think he was a fan would probably be upset. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But again, but yeah. And I think honestly, if we're looking, and I'm going to try to say this as honest as I can, the biggest comparable for 
Allen that I have is Patrick Mahomes. They both have cannons. They're both athletic. They can both move. I think Mahomes is a little bit more of a polished passer than Allen is, but he, he had a year before we even saw him, and he had a great mentor in Alex Smith. I, I, I... Where Allen's kind of come in, done it all himself, tried to be Superman, doesn't have the help around him. I think if we start seeing weapons like Patrick Mahomes has on the Kansas City offense, I think we could he could really be dangerous. I don't know if Mahomes is a good comparison. I, I want to say Big Ben. I would say a mixture of the two. I mean, Big Ben's not running the ball like he is. Um, mm-hmm. I think the dude's just a gamer. Uh, mm-hmm. Take to win the game. Now, again, I'm a fan, so I'm hoping this continues. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they're drafting a new quarterback in four years. Uh, he's number seven mm-hmm. based on the production and a small sample size based mm-hmm. on you know, re- progression. We're assuming progression when we're making this list. You don't ever make a list and put guys in the top ten assuming regression. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why he's number seven. If I thought that he was the next Mahomes, I'd have him as number two or three. But there are downsides. Yeah. You look at that completion percentage and it gives you pause. Um, mm-hmm. Some people would say he looks lost in the pocket. I don't think that's true. I think that he didn't have a pocket. He didn't last have year. a pocket exactly, um, and he didn't even have a running back. You mentioned mm-hmm. he led the league. He led his team in rushing. What's crazy is, like I said, he played in eleven games and had almost seven hundred yards rushing. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something that surprised a lot of people. I don't think a whole lot of people knew he was as, as athletic as he is, come as when he came out. Yeah. So, um, so next on your list, you have Darnold. Do you have anything you want to add on him? On Darnold, yeah, no, I'm. Um, next, I do have Darnold, and that pains me because he's in division. Listen, the guy. Here's the thing about Darnold. He had a down year last year, but you want to know what my comparable is to the guy, and um, mm-hmm. I'll get a lot of flack for anyone listening because a lot of people think he's garbage. So Sam Darnold, in his rookie season, had a very similar year to a guy that's going to go in a first ballot Hall of Famer. Reminds me a lot of Peyton Manning. So hmm. he played in 13 games. He went four and nine. Had a uh, he was actually really good. He had 17 touchdowns to 15 picks. Again, he played in 13 hmm. games. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at Peyton Manning's rookie season, he didn't do that great. Um, he actually had a worse touchdown to interception ratio. But mm-hmm. uh, he went three and 13. So they both had losing records. Uh, he had a 56.7 completion percentage. Darnold had a 57.7 completion percentage. Um, they they were very close in terms of touchdowns to interception ratios, but meaning actually had more picks than touchdowns. Um, they just they remind reminds me a lot of the thing. It took him a while to adjust. If you look at the way his year ended, he looked a lot better. He looked a lot more comfortable he, in the pocket. He was hot the last few year, few weeks yeah. of the season. And I think it's because he was playing because he had nothing to lose. So I think the outlook for him is on the upswing. And, mm-hmm. you know, people that say he – what makes you think he is a franchise quarterback, if you would have watched Peyton Manning's rookie year, you would have said there's no way this guy is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. The other thing with Darnold, I think he's only, what, 21, maybe turning 22 this year. He's younger than some of the quarterbacks that are come out this year on top of that. Yeah. And I think the growth that he showed, I think – I'm hoping Adam Gase – I mean, we've kind of talked, and he's a little bit like – oh, Adam Gase worked with Peyton Manning. It's like, yeah, but Peyton Manning kind of ran the offense. But I root for Gase. I hope he does really well. I think that they'll, they'll be growth, and I think this Jets offense could really be dangerous with a couple tweaks to the offensive line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who do you have next on your list? Um, I have 
Rodgers. I don't think we need to say a whole lot more about him. We know who he is. Who was your seven? Uh, Allen was my seven. We both agreed Allen at seven. Gotcha. Okay. And then, yeah, Rodgers, uh, why don't you talk about your ninth? I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah, nine I have Baker on here. Um, listen, mm-hmm. the amount of rookies that came out last year that looked to be doing very well is astonishing. Uh, you, you could even make the argument that Lamar Jackson had a good year last year. I, I won't make that argument because I think he's a running back playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. But uh, you look at the sample size that Baker Mayfield put out, and you'd probably think we're fools for having Darnold and Allen actually higher. Um, and who knows, if Baker Mayfield actually listens to this podcast, he'll probably tweet at us and call us names and stuff. But that's my problem with him. <laughs> um, I don't want my quarterback to have a temperature of to the – attitude of a five-year-old. I want a guy that acts like a quarterback and acts quarterback you. Um, mm-hmm. But you can't argue with the stats. He had 27 touchdowns, 14 picks, uh, threw for almost 4,000 yards, 64% completion percentage, had the losing record, went 6-7. and seven. Um, I mean, you, that record's just like the other two. You can't say he's a winner because you can get the same thing with, I would say, more talent around mm-hmm. him. Um, I think that John Dorsey's given him the most talent and I would have expected a, a better win-loss record with that. Some people will blame Hugh Jackson, but 13 games. I, I wouldn't say – here's my problem as well. Is, uh, the thing with Allen and Darnold that they have going for them is that as the year went on, they got better. Mm-hmm. Did he get better, or was it just kind of a flat line here? Like, What do we see yeah. as the upside here? Can he go higher? Or are we just going to stay on right. that, that, that line, right? Um, yeah. You, so what I mean by that is you got, you got 27 touchdowns over 13 games. You extrapolate that to a full season, and you get 33 touchdowns, which isn't anything to want at. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, you'll never get to the Brady-esque levels of 50, whereas with the other guys, um, mm-hmm. they started the light kind of went on at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, so my people are gonna think I'm crazy. I don't even have him on my list. I'm not a Baker guy. I don't care to have him. I see him a little bit too Johnny Manziel for my like, and like you said, his temper and just I like that he's fueled by it, and I like that he likes doubters. I mean, that good and everything. I just I I don't see the longevity. He was good. I'm I know he got Odell, and I'm gonna sit here and argue. Odell is a head case. He's going to cause problems when he doesn't get the ball enough. He's going to he's going to whine and complain and go cry on the sidelines. Here's, Odell's a fantastic player. Here's and what him I, and Landry. Here's what I envision happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's say this season doesn't go. Let's say they don't make the playoffs. Let's just say mm-hmm. it happens. You've got Odell, you've got mm-hmm. Baker, and you've got Jarvis. Those are three big personalities. So you're either going to have mm-hmm. infighting or you're gonna have a first year. I mean, you're gonna be so you're gonna be so Cleveland again. You're gonna blame mm-hmm. everything on your new head coach, and mm-hmm. you're gonna fire him after one season. I mean, I think the pressure that they put on him is immense. Oh, I don't God. think he has the maturity to handle it, and mm-hmm. I don't think the head coach can handle it either. I mean, you look at everything they're putting on their plate. They have set that situation up to be nothing but a dumpster fire if you don't meet expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think we're just used to it in Cleveland. I think this the GM is turning over a new leaf in Cleveland. I don't, I just the whole thing when they hired Kitchens to me was 
who is this guy? I've never heard of this guy. He's a first-year offensive coordinator in Cleveland, and now all of a sudden he's a head coach. You know, yeah, he did a good job in the second half of the year. Interims oftentimes do, and then they get hired, and they have to do the offseason stuff and all this other stuff, and all of a sudden they come back the next year, and it's like, well, where was the guy we got for the second half of last well, mind, year? Mind you the fact that, A, um, he was never an, interviewed for an offensive coordinator job prior to being an offensive coordinator after they fired their – original person mm-hmm. uh, mind you that he wasn't the head coach by the way um, and mind you he was the interim offensive coordinator because Todd Haley is terrible at his job so um, <laughs> yeah th- this, it's, this there's has just so much. much risk and, and, mm-hmm. and I mean honestly if I'm sitting at nine if you if there is a development quarterback out there that you like I would almost go with my 10 over nine and that's Rivers mm-hmm. Rivers is only lower because of his age um, mm-hmm. Rivers is still slaying that rock. No matter how many kids he right. has, his wife will hold down. <laughs> his wife will hold down the fort, and he's he's still slaying the rock. And I'm pretty sure he moved. I'm pretty sure he still lives in San Diego and commutes to LA because he doesn't want to spend all day in the house with his kids. <laughs> um, he just had a ninth. Congratulations to the Rivers family. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're gonna start getting to repeaters here. Um, I think I finish off 10 Wilson, 11 Ryan, 12 Rivers, mostly just based on age. Wilson, I I think they're going to try to revert back to the, where he was when he was a first and second year player where they really relied on that run game. He's not going to have the volume. He's going to have to do a lot with a little. And I, th- I think that's just going to get riskier the older and more f- and further along he gets. Uh, like I said, I thought there was a lot of magic last year. I think he's a good quarterback. I wouldn't be mad if he was on my team in a startup. But if I'm I'm going to pick some of these younger guys over him just because I think they're going to be slinging the rock a little bit more often than he is. Yeah. You got anything to add on the back half of yours here? Uh, no, my the way my the my, my rounds when I get Rivers at ten, Wentz at eleven, and Jimmy at twelve. Um, mm-hmm. Wentz can move up the list pretty quickly if he shows me he can he can recover. But uh, mm-hmm. I like my list. I mean, I feel pretty comfortable with it. Um, yeah. But yeah, moving on yeah. now, I think we're going to move on to a good old game of Would You Rather. All right. Yeah, I think I think this is good. So Would You Rather, I think we already know based on our quarterbacks. I think we've discussed it enough. I prefer Josh mm-hmm. Allen, you prefer Jimmy Garoppolo. So mm-hmm. give me a scenario next year that proves that Jimmy Garoppolo is superior to Josh Allen. What What tells you next year you're a Jimmy guy over an Allen guy? Jimmy Garoppolo gets his true number one receiver in this year's draft. And the offense overall can stay healthy. They're not using their backup running backs. He's not going to freakishly tear an ACL as he's running out of bounds. Like, I just, if he stays healthy, I think that we could see a projection of about 4,700 yards passing. Um, Why don't we say... I like I like thirty two, thirty three touchdowns. I think that's I think that's manageable. That's what two and a half, two two and a half touchdowns a game. Okay. Yeah. And then I think they have a strong running game. I think they showed that last year. They were able to run the ball with their second and third string quarterback. Like I just I think that's a part of the Shanahan offense that really gets it going. And I think the mastermind behind the whole thing, Shanahan, I think is a very strong offensive mind in this game. And I think that they're going to be able to find ways to to move this ball 
And I think Jimmy's going to be able to really use that off of play action and hits, hit some guys deep and really get, get in the end zone more often than people think. And what's your worst case scenario? What is, what, I mean, is his worst case scenario, he gets hurt again. And then at that point, does he, where does he fall on your list? I mean, I, I think I would rank him between seven and 15. I think that's kind of his ceiling and floor. I don't think he's going to deviate. I don't think he's going to be a bottom half guy in fantasy, at least. Okay. I mean, I, I think if we play, if we're playing sixteen games, I think we you want to basically t- uh, extrapolate everybody to a sixteen game season when you're talking about stuff in April. Yeah. I mean, I just don't see him going anywhere below. Uh, I really think between seven and twelve is where a, a good finishing spot for him, and I don't think he has that deviation. I don't think the downside is really that great for him either. If he stays healthy, I think he's. He's going to be a consistent 250 to 350 yards a week guy, two and a half, two to three touchdowns a week. And I, I think that's good to have. I think he's in a good situation that he's, you're not worried about the guy behind him coming and taking his job anytime soon. Yeah. So I'll tell you my best case scenario for Josh Allen is, is he picks up where he left off. Um, he doesn't lead, he doesn't lead his back, his team in rushing. Um, that, that, that's the best case scenario. Um, and I think I, I would project 30 to 35 touchdowns total, um, about mm-hmm. 4,500 yards, and I project top 10 finish. Um, I project by five or six of those 35 to be rushing touchdowns, though. I mean, he is a yeah. he is a tank. He reminds me of Brady on third and ones. If you have a third and goal, it's like a cheat code almost. Um, mm-hmm. My biggest concern, aside from the completion percentage, and this ironically wouldn't even affect my outlook on him, and more so give me perspective. Uh, I am not a fan of Brian Dable, their offensive coordinator. He's failed every single where he's gone as an offensive coordinator. Um, he was with the Chiefs. Um, he, I mean, even when he was with Bama, he wasn't that great. So my concern mm-hmm. is him, and if they if he has a bad year, I'm, I'm, not, I'm pretty sure they're going to fire him and they'll, they'll get a good guy in there. So that's my absolute so worst what- case. Let me ask you what what is Josh Allen's floor? Where do you see him finishing in four point passing touchdown league, six point rushing? His floor, uh, quite honestly, is if he's eighteen points a game. I think eighteen is a decent floor for a four point league. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean it's, even that's if the you, thing I have. Mm-hmm. Even if you look at last year, um, and you look at. I mean, in a four-point league, Josh Allen, over the last six weeks, granted, um, he was hot. He, he was, was hot. hot, but people forget he was. He did play against New England, and he, that was his worst week. Even in that game against New England, was his worst week. He only scored sixteen points. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that would be your floor. But to end the season, he scored twenty-eight, thirty-four, twenty, twenty-one, fifteen point mm-hmm. six. So I guess my other question, since they've done all this work on the offensive line, do you think he's forced to run as much as he did last year? Do you think they want to try to reel that in and try to keep him in the pocket more? I think they want him to be himself. And I think what that means is is win at all costs. I think they're going to put a little bootleg in there. Listen, um, it's similar with the Holmes, right? I mean, if he does something, to ask him not to do it, doesn't make any sense. It's like if my I'm not going to ask jo- if my I'm not going to ask Josh Allen to do any no look passes. True, but if my wife's a great baker, I'm not going to go to her wife and be like, you know what? 
let's just not bake. I want you to strictly cook things on the grill. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, but don't you think that they want to say, hey, we wanted to keep you healthy for all 16 games. We can't have you being reckless out there. Um, I don't, I don't see the point there because he got hurt while staying in the pocket against the Texans. Hmm. Yeah. And you can always get hurt anytime you have the ball. I mean, it's just it's part of the game. Yeah. Listen, I'm just you. I'm, or, I'm just trying to argue for the well, floor. Yeah, devil's here. advocate. Yeah, listen, Tony. Mm-hmm. He the what he brings to a game is undeniable. He, he he brings that rushing element. And if you want to if you want to bring him out as max potential as a passer and a quarterback in this league, it's just like Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky isn't mm-hmm. the great, isn't the greatest passer, but that rushing upside does present challenges for defenses that open up the passing game for him. And that's the same thing with Allen. That completion percentage can go up because you bring a guy in the box to spy him that takes one guy off your receiver that you can complete that long pass. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. Yeah, I, I like him. I think we both rated him. My worry, my whole argument against Josh Allen is just his floor to me is just he's replaced in a couple years by somebody else. That's my biggest worry where I don't, I don't see Jimmy – having quite that risk with the contract that they gave him. But I think we've they have very similar contracts yeah. on a go forward basis. They can get out of Jimmy's contract pretty easy. Yeah, they can. But well let's move on. Let's talk. Let's go to some receivers just to talk. Uh, Mike Williams of the Chargers out of Clemson a couple years ago or Robbie Anderson of the Jets. Uh, who do you like more in twenty nineteen? Let's start. Um, th- this one isn't even a question for me. It- it's going to be Robbie Anderson. Okay. Mike Williams. Okay. Um, there is just too many mouths to feed in Los Angeles. Um, They're going to get Hunter Henry. You got Hunter too. Henry. You got Keenan Allen. You got Melvin Gordon. And then you got Mike Williams. I know, I know that Tyrell Williams is gone. Um, mm-hmm. Robbie Anderson is the deep threat. Robbie Anderson if yeah. came out of his rookie season and was wide receiver 15. And then last year was a bat. He would consider one of his worst seasons and was still a wide receiver three. And he finished really hot in the year too. Once, uh, once Darnold picked it up and started kind of understanding things yeah. and getting back to playing, Robbie Anderson was hot. He finished the year, I think, with 140 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the, that one, I mean, that one's not even a question. I mean, Robbie Anderson's got the upside there. Interesting. Uh if I'm – it's going to be close. I think you're going to see Mike Williams get a lot of red zone targets. I think that – I think he'll fight Hunter Henry on that. I think – I'll take – I don't know that they're going to throw a ton when they get down there, but he is such a big body guy. Like, they're going to take chances of him. They're going to throw him fades. They're going to make room for him. Oh, and the reason the Chargers ended up drafting him was because he's such a good run blocker, so he's not coming off the field and – two receiver sets. I'll water bet you that, that Robbie Anderson has more um, a pass attempts thrown his way than Mike Williams does. Which, in a PPR I, league, that is all I care about is, is yards and targets. I don't disagree. I really like Robbie Anderson. I think I'm probably higher on Robbie than you are, and I kind of convinced you that earlier, too. Uh, I just have a... I just think it's Mike Williams' time. He was a top 10 pick. He was a beast in college. I just, I think we're finally going to see him kind of get unleashed a little bit this year, especially with Keenan. If Keenan Allen ends up getting hurt, like he seems like he seems to find a freak accident every other year. I mean, Mike Williams could be huge. Yeah. 
but I don't want to risk a water bet because I don't, I'm not that strong on this conviction. I just thought it would be a couple guys that we could compare that might surprise people. Yeah. And the last right. one. Um, yeah. What do you think about Dalvin cook or James Connor? Who would you take? James Connor overall, James Connor. I, th- I, I agree with that too. I, I saw this one earlier and a lot of people took cook and I what was about, a little confused. What? I mean, Let's just compare some things here. Better mm-hmm. offensive line. Mm-hmm. James Easy. Conner. Yeah. Better athlete. I don't know. I don't know that their measurables are too different. The biggest thing for me was offensive line, which you said. Okay. Well, I go, the Vikings graded out. Okay, go on. Better quarterback. Uh, I think it's close there, too. I disagree. You don't like Big Ben. I don't like Cousins. Um, yeah, last I, thing it's I'll, not that I don't like Big Ben. He's just not the same Big Ben he used to be. In the, and then um, Schemes, last one. I mean, you look at the Vikings, mm-hmm. they're built to throw more so than they are built to run. Yeah, I, I think the way they played last year, they definitely tried to pass a lot more than they should have. And I think it cost them a lot of games, too. They just they got in shootouts for a team that was supposed to have this lights out best defense in the league. And they're going out and throwing the ball 40 times a game. It was just kind of, you're sitting there thinking like, well, what are we talking about here? Yeah. Um, I, I was James Conner. And I mean, it was drop of a hat. I, I was like James Conner. I didn't have to think twice about it. What's funny is I was on, I was, just... I was on a James Conner before anyone else was. I took him second round of my mm-hmm. draft last year um, in rookie slash free agent draft. And I made the argument to my friend that I was gonna, I would have taken him at 106, and he thought I was crazy. And he admitted to me afterwards that, you know, in hindsight, um, it wouldn't, it would have paid off anyways. Yeah, I guess I just didn't have any idea that Lev Bell was going to hold out Lev, at all, much less the whole season. He said, and at I think one they point said, hey, you know what? He he said at one point, and that's why I drafted him, was that he would sit out, um, and then he said he was going to have his best season ever. So. Yeah, I just use. I figured somebody was going to come to the table one way or another, and it's like, okay, week two, week three, here we go. You know, I'm back. Hi, y'all. Yeah. I, I, he was the steal of the draft last year, in all honesty. Yep. I mean, he, he was a league winner, and you took him if to most where most drafts would have been. You probably either picked him up off of waivers or took him as a handcuff very late in the draft. Yep. Sadly, I think if you that was a big deal. If you, you probably didn't win your league, though. Because he, yeah, he didn't finish. Depend. I mean, he didn't finish the. Oh, okay. He didn't. Yeah, I see your point. Yeah. He got you the playoffs, though. Yep, he, he probably got you a bye. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy, but um, another thing I kind of wanted to talk about this the this is my first year doing the dynasty. Uh, I I was always against superflex. I go, we will only play one quarterback in real life. I don't know that I care to have two quarterbacks. We get into this league and we go through our draft. We think we did a pretty freaking good job. We're like, holy crap, I can't believe we just did that. And then we start looking at it. It's like, well, we have Case Keenum as our quarterback. And then we're trying to make trades in the Superflex League. And everyone's like, no, no. Like, you're not valuing your quarterbacks right at all. And it was, it adds another element to the game to have to need 24 quarterbacks roughly than it does to only need 12. Like, it just adds that position rarity 
that it just it adds a layer of difficulty yeah. onto something when you say and it's when you say 24 though you're also mischaracterizing the assessment of the situation too right um that's to have many, a starter and a backup and maybe you put that backup in your flex um that's to have a, that's to have what you would consider the highest scoring position in two quarterbacks most of them are going to carry right. three to four because you need mm-hmm. a backup so right the number of startable players at that point um, to be right. quite honest with you, the way our quarterback situation was for a second, <laughs> I was worried that we were going to have to get the Saints gadget player as one of our quarterbacks during a bye week. <laughs> I didn't even think about him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that was the situation. I was like, well, I guess during the bye week, we're, we hope he throws a touchdown or runs one in. Yeah, we're, we're looking at RG3 thinking there's no way Lamar Jackson plays 12 or 16 full games. I'm still, I'm still all in on that, by the way. Uh, it depends on if Case Keenum ends up starting or not. If the, if the Redskins trade for Rose, and that's going to probably hurt that a little bit. You undervalue RG3. Listen, he he's a man. He's not 40. I love RG3. I root for RG3. I loved him as a Red, when he was with the Redskins. He was so much fun to watch. I'm always rooting for that next guy. I'm rooting for Lamar Jackson. Mike Vick was the most exciting player to play in the NFL I, I don't know, maybe ever. Just plain excitement. I'm not saying best. Most exciting. You never knew what was going to happen when he had the ball. I'm hoping that Kyler Murray can do the same thing. I think they're a little bit different build. I think Murray's a much better just pure passer that happens to be a great athlete. I think Lamar Jackson is a better passer than Vic was coming out, and I think he can develop into being that. But they both have this tantalizing speed that if you're not planning for on defense – you're just going to get burned. Yeah. And so, so sorry, I went off on a tangent there, but I, yeah, I just, the super flex, if you're not in a super flex league, I would highly recommend giving it a try. Yeah. I think it's a lot of fun. It makes the most important position in sports, the most important position in your fantasy league. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, all right. What's this game you got lined up for me now? All right. I got two players. The sooner you guess it, the better the, the better you, you do. Um, so I'm going to give you four facts. If you don't get it after four facts, then you lose, and I'll tell you who the player is. Um, so, yeah. So, okay, the first clue. In 2017, I was second highest scorer amongst quarterbacks in standard four-point passing touchdown leagues. Um, right now... I'm going to guess Cam Newton. That is incorrect. Okay. This year, I was barely able to hold on to, to a quarterback one top 12 finish. Hmm. Next. My outlook for, 2018, for 2019 depends on who you'll ask, but I do have an extremely helpful run game to lean on. Philip Rivers? Incorrect. Even though my 2017 season was statistically better, I'll take the ending of my 2018 any day of the week. It's not Tom Brady, is it? It is Tom Brady. Wow. I didn't even look that up. I, did, I was letting you do this. Yeah. That was all straight honesty. I haven't looked a thing up. Yeah, well, I didn't put the player on there, so. I know, yeah. but that's well, – I'm just telling people listening. I didn't look anything up. That was – took me four guesses. Yeah. This next one will be hard, but it really shouldn't be. You'll be if you get it, it'll be pretty easy. This year, 
I finished as wide receiver 17 in standard PPR scoring. Yeah, that's not enough for me yet. Okay. You either drafted me in hopes of trading me for nothing over your kicker, or you didn't draft me at all, quite frankly. Hmm. Nope, not there yet. I finished outside the top 100 in 2017. Maybe Robert Woods? Incorrect. Okay. My teammate is the player you'll want to own every year until this year. Finished as wide receiver 17 last year. Hmm. It's not Mike Evans, is it? Tyler Boyd. Ah, nice. There we go. Wasn't guessing that one. Nope. Wasn't guessing that at all. But it was that that is the game. We'll do this every week. We got plenty of little tricks and gadgets. Next week I'm gonna have you quiz me or two players. So you went one for one. Why don't we do why don't we one for two? One for two. Why don't we do an off season tracking list and we will buy the whoever has the best record will buy the person lunch next before our um, League of Record draft. Um, not League of Record draft, mm-hmm. but our 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 normal draft. Or we'll do something, a beer or something. Yeah, it's usually what we end up doing is a beer bet. Yeah. We'll try. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, you went one for two. We'll see how we go. We'll see how I do next week. No looking it up. If you're caught cheating, yeah. then you automatically lose. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Yeah, uh, I... Definitely. Uh, tune in next week. We're going to be back. Uh, we're going to be talking about some running backs. Yeah, our top. I think 12. we're going to sprinkle in. Yep, top twelve, and then I think we're going to we'll have enough um, video time by then that we'll be able to kind of look at who's the top of the board in the running backs and who's probably going to surprise you come training camp next year. And then we'll do another game of who am I? But again, thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, it's been a blast. We hope to catch you guys going forward. Spread the word to your friends. We're going to help build your dynasty to make sure you're winning, and you're going to, and we're a part of that. So, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. Have a good week.